0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 29 of Locked Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. We are going to continue with our countdown of the 25 best games of the last decade, but I do want to make an announcement. I put this out on my Twitter page as well, both personal page and the Locked on Tigers account, but I'll reiterate it here for people who may not be on social media. We're going to be doing three days a week for the foreseeable future. With the situation being what it is, content has been very difficult To come by. And I lucked out that I kind of stumbled onto this idea of doing the 25 best games of the decade, but other people haven't been as lucky. Now we're going to continue with this countdown. Uh, We're going to just be doing three days a week. You know, we kind of lucked out that we have 15 games left, so we're going to bang out three a week for the next five weeks and ultimately culminating with the end of this list. Who knows what the future holds right now? I've gone back and forth myself wondering if there's going to be a baseball season this year. And I don't I can't speculate right now because I I truly have no idea. And, and you know, 2 weeks ago I thought, "Oh, well, we'll have baseball." Last week I thought maybe we won't. Now I it's just it's completely up in the air whether or not we're going to have any baseball this season right now. It, it this is as unpredictable a time as there's ever been in this country, especially when it comes to sports. So, until there's concrete proof or an announcement about whether or not there's going to be baseball this season. I'm just going to keep marching along with the show that we've been doing. For the time being, though, it will be three days a week. So now that that is out of the way, we're moving on to the number 15 game of the last decade. This one comes to us from October 4th, 2014, game two of the National League Divisional series between the Washington Nationals and the San Francisco Giants. You know, the Nationals are on this list a bunch. I've already noticed that, especially the the first couple weeks. You're seeing a lot of Nats. And the, the reason for that is because the Nationals had an incredibly consistent decade. They were in the postseason five times, played a lot of really close, really tight games. And this one was no exception. What was, at the time, the longest postseason game in major league history tied for the longest in terms of innings and it broke the record at the time for longest game in terms of time this was a marathon event and the this series began with the Nationals being Pretty overwhelming favorites. Nationals had an awesome year in 2014, 96 and 66. Jordan Zimmerman threw a no hitter on the last day of the season. The Giants, after getting off to a very good start that year, stumbled in the second half and did end up getting that wild card spot. They were the second wild card that year. Uh, beats. The Pirates and the National League wildcard game, thanks to a complete game shutout from Madison Bumgarner, who was just starting to begin what was probably the greatest postseason of the modern era. In fact, I don't even know if there's a probably about it. It was. They came into the series as underdogs and they ended up winning game one on the road. Jake Peavy pitched a really good ball game in that game, his, I think, his only postseason win ever. Uh, Strasburg took the loss. It was a 3-2 game, well-played ball game. In Game 2, you have a pitching matchup between Tim Hudson, who was an All-Star in 2014, but really struggled in the second half, and Jordan Zimmerman, who, and I know Jordan Zimmerman has been uh, a punching bag of mine in his time in Detroit, but back then, back in 2014, Jordan Zimmerman was pitching the best baseball of his life. I mean, he threw a no-hitter on the final day of the season in 2014 and was wonderful, here in Game 2 of the 2014 NLDS as well. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes here. It was a game that a lot of people felt the Nationals had to have, and understandably so. You can't lose two at home to start the Divisional Series and expect to win. It's happened before, but it is very rare. And this game was a tremendous pitcher's duel. You could tell early on both these guys had it. I mean, Jordan Zimmerman was firing darts, throwing a lot of strikes, quick innings, easy innings, but Hudson was matching them. Now, the Nationals did take the lead in the bottom of the third inning as Dribble Cabrera let off with a double. Jordan Zimmerman would strike out, then Denard Spann would ground out, and Anthony Rendon would single to left, driving in as Dribble Cabrera making it 1-0 in the bottom of the third. And honestly, with the way Zimmerman was rolling, you felt like any more than that, uh, the Giants were going to have trouble coming back and winning this game. And Tim Hudson, who was an experienced pitcher, been in the league for a long time at 38 years young, pitched one of the best games of his career on this day. You know, Gave up a a few seeing-eye hits, not a lot of hard contact, but considering how good Jordan Zimmerman was, on this day, the fact that he was able to match on pretty much blow for blow was was pretty remarkable. And this thing stayed one nothing for most of how do you what how do you refer to it regulation? I mean, there's no overtime in in baseball, but there are extra innings. You no, know, I guess throughout throughout his outing, I'll say uh, Tim Hudson was phenomenal. But Jordan Zimmerman on this day looked like I mean he was. You were starting to think this guy might be a top five pitcher in all of baseball. I mean, his command was phenomenal. Getting swings and misses, getting soft contact. He was absolutely rolling. And we're going to jump ahead because this thing stayed 1-0 all the way until you got to the top of the ninth inning. And Jordan Zimmerman was, was dealing. He strikes out Matt Duffy to start the top of the ninth inning. Gregor Blanco hits a fly ball to center for an easy out. Jordan Zimmerman is one out away in the top of the ninth from a complete game shutout in the postseason. If he gets this out, who knows how much the trajectory of not just this series, but both these organizations changes. But he doesn't get that out. Joe Panic walks and Matt Williams comes out and puts Drew Storen in the game for the final out. And look, I go back and forth With pitching changes, sometimes I think pitchers are taken out way too soon. Sometimes I think they're taken out way too late. This is one of those circumstances. This was an absolute mistake taking Jordan Zimmerman out of the game. He was at exactly 100 pitches, and I know Buster Posey was up at the plate. Buster Posey, a formidable hitter, obviously one of the best players in baseball at this point, had a hit off of Jordan Zimmerman already in this ball game, So I understand the the mentality. I understand the idea. But there is a certain point when you got to just take a step back and look at the game itself and look at how this pitcher has performed. Who would you rather have to get one out? A 100-pitch in Jordan Zimmerman or Drew Storen? The Nationals loved Drew Storen. God, do they love the guy. He never did much for him except blow saves in the postseason. But they go with Storin, and I won't say disaster struck, but pretty darn close. They needed one out to change this entire series, and Buster Posey singles to center, which would then bring up Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval, one of the strangest players in all of baseball, not some incredible hitter, but in the postseason, this dude was money, and in 2014 broke the record for most hits in a single postseason. One of those came right here on an 0-1 count with two outs in the top of the ninth inning pablo swings live right down the left field line it's a fair ball it rolls into the left field corner coming into score panic here comes posey he's being waved home here's desmond's thrown to the plate he slides he's out john miller there on the call for espn radio john miller one of the best in the business there. So, yes, yeah, Sandoval ties it with a double to left. It seemed like Posey was probably going to score. Bryce Harper made a very good play on the ball in left field. Relay came home, and he was out by an inch or two. Sergio Romo would come and go one, two, three, 2 in the bottom of the ninth, and we would go to extra innings, and we're going to talk about those when we get back. To an early morning breakfast burrito, to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery to. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100.00 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And we're back. So, like I said, this thing went to extra innings. Both these starting pitchers pitched their hearts out. I I mean, Jordan Zimmerman, eight and two thirds, three hits, one run, one walk, six strikeouts on 100 pitches. Not to be outdone by Tim Hudson, who was marvelous in his own right. Seven and a third, seven hits, one run, no walks, and eight strikeouts on 97 pitches. But they they would kind of get lost in the fray because this thing would just go deeper and deeper and deeper, and the game would get longer and longer. Tempers flared in the 10th inning as Dribble Cabrera took two pitches that seemed out of the zone, that seemed high from Jeremy Affelt, he would end up getting ejected, as would Matt Williams. There's a great clip online of him uh, yelling at the umpire, and he just says, the exact quote was, you have got to throw me out of this effing game. And got thrown out, he did, and pitching would hold up, man. These This bullpen for both these teams was tremendous. Yasmero Petit, who was really the unsung hero For this Giants team throughout this entire World Series run went six innings in this ball game giving up one hit he did walk three but struck out seven in an an amazing effort out of the pen to preserve the Giants bullpen I mean they had very few pitchers left they used Hudson and Machi and Lopez and Romo and Athol and Casilla and then they turned the ball over to Yasmero Petit who was tremendous in this game now the Nationals bullpen Outside of Storen, who blew the save, held up very well also. Tyler Clippert, one scoreless inning. Matt Thornton, one scoreless inning. Aaron Barrett would come on to face one batter gave up a hit. But then Jerry Blevins threw a scoreless frame. Craig Stamen threw three scoreless innings. Rafael Soriano threw a scoreless inning. So we go to the eighteenth inning. And things were just starting to feel surreal. And honestly, you you got the impression. This thing might never end because these bullpens were holding up so well. The offenses seemed dead. There wasn't even really any any real threats. In, in extra innings. No one was even getting to second or third. This pitching had been so good. It held up so well. And the Nationals, much like how the Giants turned it over to Yasmero Petit, they turned the ball over to Tanner Roark. This was essentially a start for him now. And through a scoreless frame in his first inning, and then to the first batter he faced in the top of the 18th inning, yes, the top of the 18th, he faced Brandon Belt. And after a tremendous eight-pitch battle, he threw him a sinker. On the inner part of the plate, and this happened. Belt, it's a high fly ball to right. Worth is back. It is out of here. Belt into the second deck, and here in the 18th inning, the Giants take the lead. Belt finally breaks the scoreless tie in the top of the 18th inning. You get to the bottom of the frame. Hunter Strickland came on to close this thing out. Struck out Danny Espinoza. Denard Spann would ground out to first, Anthony Rendon would walk, and I forgot, Jason Wirth almost tied this thing back up, he hit a line drive, just an absolute rope to right field that Hunter Pence had to run down, this thing could have gone to the 19th inning, if not for that, just a remarkably tense game an incredible performance by really all of these pitchers. No one pitched poorly in this game except for maybe Drew Storen. I don't know why I'm using him as a punching bag today. I just never really thought he was that good. And the Nationals put a lot of faith in him, and that faith was unwarranted because he he cost him two playoff games. The Giants would actually lose Game 3 at home with Madison Bumgarner on the mound. Doug Fister, former Tiger, pitched a phenomenal game at AT&T Park that day. But in Game 4, the Giants would prevail winning that ball game, going on to not just make it to, but win the 2014 World Series. We may be talking a little bit more about the 2014 Giants later in this countdown. And for the Nationals, this was the second time that they had lost to an inferior team in the NLDS, and it was something that they made a a trend out of over the next several years. They lost three one-run ballgames in in this series and like this Giants team had a lot of heart and they weren't untalented but this Nationals team was very good I mean they looked coming into this postseason like they may be the team to beat and to lose to a team that won eight fewer games than they did in the regular season was heartbreaking and this game game two changed the entire series you know you feel like if, if Zimmerman's able to get that final out or Storen is able to come in and get that final out and it's 1-1 going back to AT&T the pressure is all of a sudden back on San Fran who knows how this thing would have ended, but this was a, a marathon game that I think gets lost in the shuffle. I think people forget about this ball game because it was kind of, it was on a Saturday, it was on a college football Saturday. I think people might have missed it, but it was a, a heart-wrenching and a heart-pounding game and a very fun one to watch, especially if you're someone like me who loves pitcher's duels. So that is going to do it for the 15th best game on this list we will be back here on Wednesday with number 14. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani 2014. That's at castellani A N I two o one four. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. and at some point, eventually, we're going to be doing mailbags again. So if you have a question, please send those to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And if you feel nice, I mean, you're not, come on, you're not doing anything. We're all in quarantine right now. Go ahead, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a positive review of this podcast. Let me know how I am doing. I much appreciate it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Please stay safe uh, during this time of coronavirus and this time of mass quarantining. I don't know if that's a word, but let's, let's just assume it is. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.